Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on it, we got on a uh, we got on a gentleman's clubs. Oh. How do you like those? Oh, hey everybody. Freaky mouse, no. It is now devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye. Where do you want it? On 1080 the fan. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's hour two. The Center and the Saint. If you missed anything from hour one, podcast available at 1080thefan.com, radio.com. Wherever podcasts are sold and bartered for, traded for pelts, oats, oats, bushels of grain, gunpowder, yeah, flint, and muskets, tinder, wagon wheels. What else was on Oregon Trail? What Wolf hide. Yeah, I mean that's pelt. What? Pelt. I thought you said Animal. felt. Pelt. I thought you said felt. I didn't say felt. They traded felt back then, right? I don't think that was a thing, but hey, the hell do I know? I wasn't around back then. Can't say that it didn't happen. How do you know? When does when was felt invented? That's a good question. Uh, that's a good Google. That's a good I think that's actually uh the first question for your proposed uh game show, Googler. Googler. Yeah, we need to bring uh the idea of a Googler back. Uh 503-250-1080. Would you watch a game show where the whole purpose was just to Google the answer to uh ridiculous questions? And you didn't have to know anything. You said to be fast at Googling stuff. When was felt invented? 17th century. 17th century. So presumably. Yeah, you could trade some felt back there. You could trade felt. In fact. Back at the Old West Trading Post up at Fort Vancouver, you could have went in and traded felt. And in fact, I'm seeing a few Native American uh, teepees that are in fact. Felt? Used felt. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Do you think. There was ever a trade felt for a pelt? Felt for a pelt? Yeah. I'll give you this pelt for that felt. Nah. That's a bad deal. Give me the pelt over the felt. You kidding me? Well, listen, I've got... Dude, you get the felt wet, you're screwed. <sighs> listen, <clears throat> I know a tribe. They've been using it on their teepees. Okay. It's pretty sweet. All right. You've got a lot of pelts. I've got a ton of felt. I'm going to give you a lot more felt than you're going to give me an equal weight in pelt. Make this felt pelt deal worth it for you. Throw in some of your kids and we'll talk. Yeah? That's what I would say. 
<laughs> Back I, then. I thought, I thought you were going to throw in the, give me some of that smelt. Now we got a deal. What, like smelling salt? No, not smelt. What smelt? Fish? What is smelt? I thought that was what you did with iron. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, smelt, smelt iron? Smelting materials? How is smelt yeah, iron smelt, and fish, fish the same? Yeah, smelt's a fish. You, you not knowing what smelt is made me, made me question my knowledge of smelt. It's a North Pacific Ocean fish. To extract from its ore by a process involving heating and melting. Yeah, it's another smelt. Versatile word, smelt. There's a lot of smelt definitions. Yeah, there are. Past and past participle of smell. Yep. I've never heard somebody. <laughs> I've never heard somebody use that in common conversation. Really? You smelt uh, it, I you totally dealt smelt it. that. You smelt it, you dealt it. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant adult. What? Adult. Adult conversation. I, I use that all the time. Not Are you saying I'm not an adult? Smelt it, dealt it, bruh. Yeah, in the middle of the felt, pelt, smelt, uh, barter. Someone let one rip and go, you smelt it, you dealt it. Whoever farted, I'm punching in the arm. <laughs> so we said in college. Is that what you did? Whoever farted, come here, I want to smell it. <laughs> I'm punch you in the arm. Let me smell that. What? And then you go, what fart? You smell that, and you smelt it, you dealt it. Uh, it's my finger. <laughs> you ever do that too, buddy? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No. Oh. Awful. No. Are you joking me? That's a thing. You smell your fingers. That's not a thing. No. Smell your fingers. You offer it to you. Oh, man. Uh, let, me, uh, let me put my <laughs> finger in my butt, smell it myself, uh, and then go, thing. does this smell? That's a whole different thing. I think that's the thing you were talking about. No, that's definitely not the I thing. I hope that's not a thing. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm not smelling anything again, especially from you. What? You've never smelt anything from me before. Hey, did these tortillas I just smell? used it. I just used it. You didn't even notice. I can, uh, like, you come here and, like, just smell me. You've never quick? smelt anything I offered before. See, that's how you'd use it. Fits right in. Fits right into a sentence. But most of the time I hear people say smelled, which I know is grammatically wrong, but, like, nah, right? Smelt. Most people I hear, they'll always say, like, oh, yeah, I smelled that. You're, it's bad. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, you smelt it. I smelt it. You <laughs> Um, there's a rainbow smelt. Did you see Aaron Rodgers' quarantine beard? You got a pond smelt, too. What do you think that thing smells like? Is it big? You haven't seen it? No. Oh, pull up, pull up Aaron Rodgers' quarantine beard. Okay, Aaron Rodgers' quarantine, porn, 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 porn. <laughs> there's the picture. All right. Aaron Rodgers. Still a little more porn. 503-250-1080, the fan text line. Somebody asked, in the Old West, did Levi Strauss have skinny jeans yet? You got to imagine. Yeah, I'm looking at this quarantine beard. He's looking really old. He does look old, doesn't he? Yeah, like bad old. Yeah. Do you want him quarterbacking your franchise? Nah, give me Jordan Love. Uh, I'm saying, right? Let me tell Packers you this. Packers of the curve. I've seen enough of Jordan Love to know that I don't know a lot about Jordan Love. <laughs> That's how much you've seen. Yeah, him? I've seen just enough to know that I don't know a lot. Yeah, yeah, he looks bad, but I gotta imagine that Danica's into it. Ben Roethlisberger or Aaron Rodgers looking worse in the quarantine beard. Both oh. very old. Men. Oh, too. Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger just beard. looks bad. <laughs> well, he looks bad without the. He just looks constantly bad. Ben Roethlisberger is your bowling buddy. <laughs> Who, like, in the back of your mind, every time, like, you go out with him to bowl, you're kind of thinking, like, God, is he going to 
Is he okay? Should like, I? I don't want to ask outright. Like, physically, are you okay? But, like, you do. You're like, no, I'm getting concerned. Ben Roethlisberger is your bowling buddy that goes up to order a pitcher of beer. Mm. And they go, how many glasses? And he goes, do I need a glass? <laughs> oh, that won't be necessary. <laughs> uh, do I have to take one? Because I'm just going to drink it out of this. Oh, and uh, when's my smoke going to be done? <laughs> I ordered that like an hour ago. I mean, I, I smelt fish a while back. Is uh, that my smelt? Oh, it smells good in here. Now, I do have a picture of um, Ben Roethlisberger with his quarantine beard. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Which one's worse? Oh, well, uh, I, I just do want to mention that I think Aaron Rodgers looks more like, with his quarantine beard, looks more like um, some guy who works in a bookstore who Ooh. just, like, hasn't seen the light of day for a while. Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger legit looks like a pioneer. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like... Uh, like a real bountiful pioneer. Yeah, he looks like the guy that strolls into town once a month to, like, restock his preserves and then head back up to the woods. That's right. A frontiersman. Oh. Do you have that blubber I ordered? <laughs> I need some more whale oil for my oh. lantern up in my cabin. I need some more gas for my motorcycle. <laughs> he just drives around on, on the roads of Alaska in his ATV. That's his only mode of transportation. What do you think of first with Ben Roethlisberger? Is it the motorcycle accident or the accusations of sexual assault? The I think three of them. <laughs> were there three? I think there were three. I know yeah. the one was BS. Bog well, I don't want to say that, but it was proven later that the woman was texting her friend, like, I'm going to get a lot of money out of this. And, yeah. 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 But... Which one do you think first? The motorcycle accident didn't make him miss any time, so that one doesn't pop up. Jason Williams, I think of uh, motorcycle accident. Oh, really? Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I think of I think of the uh, questionable decisions that he's made in, um, yeah, those sexual situations, and that that one always puts a little bit of a taint on it for me. That puts a taint for Ben Roethlisberger on you. Did you hold him in high regard before this, or? <laughs> No, but it's it's just it's anytime you talk about him, you can't really. I mean, he's obviously a good football player and has been, you know, the he was a good football player. Fair enough. Uh, he's had a good football career, but yeah, then you you start talking about him with any reverence, and you have to go. Eh, but he's a terrible person. See, there's like these quarterbacks I think that are starting to form up out of that like mid two thousands draft class, maybe a little bit late two thousands draft class that like insist that they're still good. But you're like, no, you're not. Would you just shut up? Like Cam Newton. Colin Kaepernick to the Steelers? Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they don't. Really, well, oh, no, they don't. Yeah, they don't really have a quarterback. Yeah, but see, <laughs> that's the thing. That's not a great fit because you're throwing, you're throwing a controversial figure into another controversial situation. Yep. Ben Roethlisberger is known to be an absolute D. To his backups. I have heard that, yes. Yes. So I got to imagine that he won't change his attitude when it comes to Colin Kaepernick. And I got to imagine that's not the best way for Colin Kaepernick to reassimilate into the league. Sure. Is to have a dude who is going to get hurt and you're going yeah, to get an opportunity to play. <laughs> you're going to replace him and he's going to get pissed and he's not going to like you. Yeah, but he's going to get hurt and retire this year at some point. Yeah. So I think you're safe there. So it's like him, Rodgers, Cam Newton. I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks who are of that age that, like, you can just kind of tell are starting to suck, but they don't know it yet. How do you feel about Drew Brees? 
Drew, now, see, he's still good for some reason. I don't know how he keeps <laughs> well, doing it. The team it. is good around him. That's but, true. But, uh, yeah. yeah, is Drew Brees, Brees going to win another, get to another Super Bowl? Yeah. You know? I don't know. Maybe time to I mean, he's only team. got, like, what, a year left, I think? Yeah, and they're committed maybe. to Taysom Hill to take over. <laughs> that seems like a questionable decision, but uh, I digress. The NASCAR folks have made a decision that seems like it should have been made a very 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 long time ago but at least they made it talk about that next center and saint 1080 the fan yeah ever clear we were listening to 90s rock earlier yeah had to bring some 90s rock into the show why didn't you bring the radiohead in because radiohead is um you're meh. All right. I know Radiohead's your favorite. Not my favorite band. Favorite! They're up there, though. But they're meh. Better this- band. Radiohead, Mighty Boston's. <laughs> I'm sorry. You mean the Mighty Mighty Boston's? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. <laughs> dare you. Um... I think I like the equal number. Okay, the number. fact that you had to wait, wait, say wait, wait, um before what? answering that. I was going to say, I equal, I like equally as many songs by both bands. <laughs> yeah. Better band. Radiohead, Four Non Blondes. Oh, Four Non Blondes. Oh. No question. What's going on? That chick. Good the morning. I step out, stand, and I take a deep breath and I carry a high. She's hey, something else. What's going? Their lead singer. You know the uh, the pink song. Gonna get this party started. Yeah. I'm coming up and I'm gonna get it started. It. Yeah, man, that was my jam. You know who wrote that song? Uh, no. R- the chick from Four Non Blondes. Oh, she wrote that. Yeah. Oh, damn. She's talented. Now, was she into... Uh, I'm coming up, so you better get about it. Because I'm looking at pictures of her, and yeah. uh, what, what's Not that... blonde. What's that genre? Um, steampunk. Is yeah. she into steampunk? She, I think she started the whole steampunk movement. She it didn't start steampunk. Pre, she's pre-steampunk wearing the, uh, the top hat with goggles. That's what you're seeing, right? I don't even, That's I'm not what even, I'm seeing. Not even pulling up the image. I know what she's, I know what she's rocking. Love me some four non-blondes. I mean, they're no spin doctors. Yeah, it kind of, no, huh? man, maybe. I don't know. They're no crowded house. I think she maybe sparked the idea for steampunk, and then somebody <laughs> ran with it. Yeah. She inspired it. Yeah. She's totally the inspiration. Do you think at every steampunk convention they have to play four non-blondes? All right, guys, welcome. We're going to get things started. Let's start with the anthem. Everybody takes off their old-timey hat with goggles attached to it, puts it over their heart. That's right. And they play What's Going On by Four Non Blondes. What well, the hell would you do at a steampunk convention? Play. I don't know. What do you do? I imagine you build crap uh, that looks like uh, it's from the Wild Wild West set. It looks like crap from a, a an old train? No. Like, it, what do you do? You don't, What do you talk about? Is there a narrative with it? I, I think it's just people. Dude, you talk about Four Non Blondes. Okay. And the Will Smith, Kevin Klein, uh, Wild Wild West movie. And yeah, they, that's like the only yeah. like popular culture that tried to do steampunk. I feel like popular culture saw it and was like, let's try to make that mainstream. They did Wild Wild West and they go, no, bad idea. Mind. 
Not do that again. Bad idea. Yeah. We're not doing that again. <laughs> we learned our lesson. Yeah, we should have learned it a lot earlier. Speaking of should have learned your lesson a lot earlier. I mean, I don't know what the hell this is. I'm just looking at steampunk picks. Fair enough. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into steampunk more some other time. In the wake of the worldwide protest against racism and injustice, this is a worldwide movement, uh, which is pretty damn cool. NASCAR announced on Wednesday afternoon that fans will be banned from flying the Confederate flag at NASCAR events around the country following a call from Cup Series driver Bubba Wallace to ban the racist symbol. Mm. Finally. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> right? I mean, this is, this, is, this is really fantastic. There's been one driver in the truck series that said he's no longer going to drive. But overall, the entire <laughs> cool, sport. Dude. See you later. I know. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> you ever listen to Marty and McGee? Uh, you know, a little. Yeah, I was listening to them a little bit this morning. I, I like those guys. They're huge NASCAR fans. And they both go, I don't know who this guy is. And exactly that sentiment. See you, dude. Thanks. Um, the, the part- know, if it really means that much to you, like, why did you even race in the first place? See, that's what I really don't get about it. Like, if this flag, which, I mean pretty much encapsulates the stain of American hate. Yeah. If that flag is so important to the idea of you driving a car in a circle 500 times, like you probably shouldn't be racing anyway. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, and this is probably long overdue for you like that. It's probably not good that you were even racing just because of a flag. I've had two dreams my entire life, two dreams, two dreams. I want to drive a NASCAR. I wanted to always be able to be super racist. Okay. You should probably drop one of those. I did it. (laughs) Did it. I've did it. (laughs) I've did it. I've did it. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I just like, I I don't know why this is such a huge deal for NASCAR fans. It it goes back to the whole Kaepernick thing to me, which really at the end of the day, when I looked at what Colin Kaepernick was doing and in turn, what other NFL players were doing or what they started to do after a point, I looked at it from a purely sports perspective, and I just said to myself, okay, well, they're getting up and they're playing now, though. Yeah. Like, I'd be kind of pissed if, like, on kickoff they kicked it, and then, like, every dude just took a knee and didn't do anything. That's where I'd be like, oh, come on. We'll pick up the ball at least. <laughs> like, you're screwing the sport up. <laughs> if they ruin the game, yeah. they're like, you know what? In uh, in protest for equal rights, we're no longer to go for it on third down. We're no. going to punt on third down. Yeah. What? No! Why would you punt on third down? That's it's yeah. symbolism. On third down, if we ever get to a third down, we're yeah. just going to take a knee. You wouldn't get it. If you took a knee on third down, yes, that would screw up the sport. But yeah, like separate the the symbols and yes. the and the protest from the actual competition. Yeah. Dude, and that, they they literally get up off their knee and then they go play football. Which is what changes. you came for, Mike yeah, Pence. That's it. Like what why do I care what they're doing? I mean, I support the message that they're doing before the game, sure. but like anything that they did before the game, short of violence or say like, I don't know, some hate group, like they were representing yeah. a hate group. Like, I'm just, okay. If great. they protested something you love, if they went out and said, all right, we're going to hold our left hand straight out in protest of kale during the national anthem. I don't like anthem. kale that much. Oh, really? Beats. You you love beats. You love beats. I do love beats. Yeah. So if they protested beats and not beats by Dre. Okay. 
with the vegetable beets. I'm glad you made that distinction because I wouldn't care if it was the beets by Dre. I know. I really wouldn't. I know. You're not a big fan of the beets by Dre, but the beets by dirt? Beets smell like dirt. I think I could I could muster up enough. To, to, yes, I could watch. Yes. <laughs> NASCAR statement, the presence of the Confederate flag at NASCAR events runs contrary to our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all fans, our competitors, and our industry bringing people together around a love for racing and the community that creates it is what makes our fans and sports special. The display of the Confederate flag will be prohibited from all NASCAR events and properties. Thank you. Yeah. It should have been done a long time ago. Did you have a chance to see the Black Lives Matter car that Bubba Wallace I did, is driving? Yes. That is, it's awesome. Now, let me just say this, actually, in defense of NASCAR for what you just said, which is that it should have been done a long time ago. Okay. NASCAR has actually tried for a very long time to, how should I say, gently remove it. Yep. They haven't put their foot down on it like this before, but they did have a program at a certain time where they said, Hey, bring in your Confederate flag and we'll trade it out for an American flag for you. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've had some initiatives out there to do it. And I think that this moment has been kind of an opportunity for them to finally stamp it out and apply some very, very, very apparent logic to it. Yeah. To anybody else who is educated or follows the news or understands race race relations, even the littlest bit in the United States. This is the over the top moment where you go, okay, see how bad it's getting. Yeah. Maybe you should remove the Confederate flag, but there's people who are not in that group who go, huh? I've never seen it like that before. Well, maybe. Okay, fine. <laughs> maybe no Confederate flag. And then there's the third group who's like, screw you, I'm not racing anymore. This yeah. is the only reason I race. <laughs> the only reason I raced is to bring awareness to the Confederate flag. There's a lot of opportunities for people to do better, and this is one of them. And I think that there are a lot of people that just go, well, why was the Confederate flag even there? That I, I'm of that logic going, why was it Why was it ever a, a, a symbol associated with your sport? Why did you ever allow it to be a symbol associated with your sport? Because the mass amount of people that watch NASCAR live in the South. Sure, but I was listening to Clinton Yates talk about it. He said he's been, uh, and he's, he's a black writer for the undefeated, and he was saying that he's been a fan of NASCAR for 20 years. He's never gone to an event because the Confederate flag to him has always meant you're not welcome, and if you're looking for a fight, these guys are looking for a fight. And so he's never been to an event, and he was saying how, how much he's looking forward to going to his first NASCAR event because just this symbol of racism is gone. And I guess that's why part of me just looks at it and goes, it's about time. But ch change doesn't come easy. We know that. That's one of the things with this, this protest uh, being, like I said at the beginning, it's a worldwide protest. This is a lot more than just... Uh, the protests in Ferguson, some of the local or regionalized one, this has taken over uh, a, a much bigger presence than than what we've seen in, in at least recent history. I just can't imagine people, like, not watching NASCAR anymore. I think Dirt and Sprague made a really good point earlier in the week where they were like, you're going to have dudes that will be like, well, I'm done, I'm boycotting it, I'm not doing this anymore. I mean, this is what happened with the NFL and yeah. Colin Kaepernick. I'm not doing it anymore. Eh, give it like two weeks. They'll start watching. Yeah. Well, again. And it's 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 the you can't tell me what not to do. Yeah, it, it's yeah. It, it's basically the idea mm -hmm. that like, no, I'm not going to watch anymore because I have principles. Yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> 
You don't have principles. And if your principles are wrapped up in a Confederate a flag. Well, I would also say, like, if your principles are wrapped up in a sport. <laughs> well, that's that's fair. Most but, of all. But like, the sport is continuing on. But, like, if you are but, not but an athlete but it's and just you don't play a, and you're just a fan yeah. and, like, your morals and your values are wrapped up in that sport – you kind of have some the thinking to do. Yes, but this is exactly what you said at the beginning. Colin Kaepernick took a knee, then went out and played football. Yeah. The sport is still going on. The sport has not changed. Just because when they go around turn three, it's not stars and bars. It, the sport is still the same. It's not as if when the race flag starts or however the hell a NASCAR race starts, that the drivers just throw it in reverse and everybody goes in reverse <laughs> in protest. Now, I would watch that. Would you watch? I would totally watch Would you watch, watch 20 sumo wrestlers racing in NASCARs backwards around a track? Yes. Yeah. If that's the protest, then I will watch for five minutes. <laughs> and then probably get bored because I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's still NASCAR, and I could totally do this. Speaking of things that should have been done a long I, time dude, ago. Dude, three weeks. You give me three yeah. weeks, I will have that <laughs> car whipping dude. around the course. You needed a week last time. 93 no, weeks? No, no. 93 weeks. It's always been three weeks. No. First, the first week is me just driving my own car really fast. The second week <laughs> how is... Fast, well, how fast have you driven your Prius? I think I got up 80 once. That's pretty quick. I mean, it took an hour, but it was pretty fast. Okay, so I'm getting up to like, what, 100 in my Prius. Okay. I do that for about a week. Okay. Second week, I get into the NASCAR... I kind of, you know, I drive around the track, and I go faster. And then the third week, we're just doing some finishing touches. Like, okay. I'm ready. Okay. Top speed, Toyota Prius. I wonder how fast a Prius can go. I'm going to guess 120. I've literally never looked at my speedometer. <laughs> Top speed for a Toyota Prius, 112 miles an hour. Damn. <laughs> well, you said quick. What? You said 120. Have you ever driven over 120 miles an hour or, or uh, no. 112 miles an hour? No. Oh, I definitely I think have. The fastest I've ever gone is 100 miles an hour, I think. Uh, and, top, and I did that like very late at night on I-5. Yeah. Top level uh, between Los Angeles and Las Vegas, I've had it around. Prob I, I've probably hit 120. I couldn't do Paul that. Has. Yeah, it's crazy. In a regular car. Now, in NASCAR, I could totally do bad that. Bad idea. Uh, NASCAR, 200 miles an hour. All just right. so, you know. so what? I just it's like it's the so experience goes, I had so just, just here, double. Here, yeah, that's exactly that's it. So here's what you're gonna take the first week and go as fast as you can in your Prius. That's right. And then you're gonna double it. But, yeah. The next week. Yeah, just double it. Yeah, you're dead. Whatever, dude. You're dead. Bro, just double that up. I'm good. <laughs> like I'm in that car and I'm driving. Cool. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Now uh, here's the hard part, and I don't think this really will have to take a week. Like, you take, like, three of those days out of the last week to turn left. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You need to get all that right turning out of your brain. Yeah, because um, that's going to mess me up. All right, I'll here's... be like, oh, wait, do I turn right here? <laughs> and they'll be like, <laughs> no, no, the radio, no, turn left. <laughs> you're going to want to go left here? Well, stop it. You're turning right. <laughs> um, go left. Okay. We need to do a sports center update, and then we need to talk about USC, welcoming back, welcoming back, Bush, Bush. Do that next. Here's your sports interrupted. Bush is back.
USC, one of the dumber things ever. Banned Reggie Bush from USC. It's enough that his Heisman Trophy from 2006 was stripped. All of the records uh, that he ever played for USC were somehow erased from the record book. But the school actually banned him in 2010. They lost 30 scholarships. I guess they could be mad at the guy. But Bush is back. They've welcomed him back with open arms into Trojan Nation. This is one of the dumbest things in sports, in my opinion, is the erasing of records because somebody did something wrong. Impermissible benefits were given to Reggie Bush's family when he attended USC. So the NCAA came in and said, well, nothing, nothing you did happened. Take that. And now you almost have a ceremonious return with all the hype videos and everything. And I was watching them and I was just like, dude, Reggie Bush was so awesome at USC. <laughs> he was so damn good. Why do you think they're doing this? It, because they recruiting. They, they, they Really? Yeah, I think so. Dude, do any of those kids even remember Reggie Bush? Well, that's again, you go back and you show those hype videos. And yeah, I think you start to. Their parents no, do. No, 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 no. You and I do. I don't think those kids do, though. Yeah, but their parents do. So what? So? You When's come- the last time a teenager is going to listen to their parents about a major decision? Dude, watch watch these highlights of this guy. And you go back and you watch They're it. You're going to look at it and be like, the hell? Why isn't anyone running the spread? Dude, you know the first thing I thought? Why is shoulder pads so big? Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought they were pretty good size. And I actually had that thought as well. And it wasn't a thought that happened once I watched. I had it going into it. I go, oh, boy, I bet the pads are going to look different. But yeah. I was like, no, they look okay. Yeah, they're, they're not in all the shots. There's some of the, like, it, there was a clip that was clearly from his freshman year. And because he was talking about, you know, why he chose USC, and then they immediately show the highlight. Hmm. Those were much bigger uh, sh- shoulder pads. But, yeah, it's always funny to see how much things have changed because it doesn't seem like that long ago. See, I, I don't think this is a recruiting play at all. Really? And if it is... Yeah, nah, shame on you. Who, who was That's your last Heisman Trophy winner? It, Liner? To me, it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, it, okay, let me let me put it a better way. That idea would work in other situations, right? Like if Auburn did that with Cam Newton, yeah, like they didn't, somehow they didn't ban him from the school. But like if that was in fact the situation, and they brought Cam Newton back, that would work. Yeah, it would work because you're close enough to the time, and you're Auburn. This is USC. USC's problem is that they do crap like this, <laughs> where they dig up their past yeah. and they go, look at how awesome we were. Yeah. And why do you think they do that? I don't know. It doesn't work. I didn't it say still it still worked, but, but that's still the theory like, behind They did it. that with, like, how many coaches did they do that with? <laughs> they, like, kept going back to the Pete Carroll trough over and over again. Yeah. This, to me, is just going back to the Pete Carroll trough. Sure, it's just like, it remember how awesome Reggie Bush was? Yeah. Oh, you don't? Because I you're 18? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, dude, I've been talking with Andrew Nemec about this, about sure. the whole kind of, like, who who this generation right now idolizes. Because Reggie Bush would have been a play for me if I was good enough to go to that big of schools back in my recruitment. Yeah. And in fact, he was in a certain way that I was just like, oh my gosh, like you I really want to play in college in. football like yeah. Reggie Bush does. That was like 2007. These kids, most of them, even just barely remember DeAnthony Thomas. Yeah. And that was like, 
what, 2012, 2013? Who's the guy? Who do you want to be right now? Who would I want to be? Yeah. If I was recruiting you, you're a high school senior, who's who's the hype video that you want to be a part of? I don't know. I mean, it depends on position. I guess if you were just to go well, say, let's major say player overall. Well, let's say running back. Right? A running back? Yeah. Because, I mean, who's, who's well, the Reggie know. Bush? I mean, I, I'm trying to remember the last time there was a guy that, that was that – dynamic at that position i mean alvin kamara has been great in the nfl but he wasn't a, he wasn't a big time college football player i'm just Christian mccaffrey's to... a stud but he was he was playing at stanford stanford's not the sizzle of usc i'm just trying to remember a player not even at the running back position who was so just like game changing derrick henry i mean if you look at what he did in the playoffs last year he won Dude. a heisman trophy i'm saying college I won a heisman trophy come on i i'm 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 just I throwing, really hope I'm, you're joking. I'm not joking, but I'm just throwing things out there to, to see if they okay. stick. Because I'm trying to think. Okay, I, that I'm doesn't. Right, I, I'm, but I'm right there with you. Mark Ingram won a Heisman Trophy. He's playing, and he plays for right. uh, electric, electric. There's a lot of crappy offense. dudes that win I, Heisman Trophies. I'm, Jason the, White has a statue. Both guys are on teams that were relevant last year. They played against each other in the divisional round of the playoffs, and uh, the Titans made it to a uh, AFC championship game. Okay, I, I want you to forget. Pro football for a second. Sure. And just focus on I'm the college I'm trying side. to think. Again, this is why you bring up Reggie Bush. Since Dude, Reggie Bush was eh in the pros. I know, but he was great in college. So who's okay. who's who who's is the, the college player who ca- who captured everybody's attention in the country when they were in college? Somebody Johnny text Manziel. Line, 5530, uh, or I'm sorry, 503-250-1080 text line. Somebody mentioned Lamar Jackson. I would throw Lamar Jackson in there, but it's difficult because of the fact that he never really got on a national stage in college. Yeah, because he played at Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying the most exciting. Johnny Manziel, maybe you're there. Yeah, yeah Johnny that, Manziel might be close. the closest to Reggie Bush. In I the think last- before that, maybe Tim Tebow. Sure. Okay. You can see Tebow a little bit. But, yeah, even um, uh, RG3, he got the trophy, but I don't think a lot and of people watched really had Baylor. one good year. Yeah. He really did. Yeah. I mean, Len- Leonard Fournette. I mean, Joe Burrow has a little bit of that around him right now. I mean, what he, what Joe Burrow did last year, I think, makes him that college football player that everybody wants to be. He had, he had the greatest college football season, perhaps, ever. It probably is. I mean, yeah. And he, that's I probably th- the greatest the team of all time, I would say. But yeah, I only throw in the perhaps because of the recency bias. But dude, I mean, he, everything you need, every check mark you needed to have. On the list, he he ticked, but so did Reggie Bush, man. And there's not a lot of people that can say that they're in that college football era. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of people on the text line throwing out Lamar Jackson. And again, we're just making the point that Lamar Jackson, for the most part, I I don't know. It, it wasn't a sustained amount of what made Reggie Bush so incredible was that it was for like two and a half years. That's all you talked about was Reggie Bush. Lamar Jackson, we talked about for a year. And then even in his, I think, what, junior year, it was kind of like, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, well, but the other... He still put up insane stats, but you were like, eh. The other thing, too, around Reggie Bush and Joe Burrow's year last year is it's like, dude, wait till till the championship game. That's when these guys are going to be at their best. And you get to watch them play on the biggest stage. Lamar Jackson never made it there. And he played in the ACC, and it wasn't the SEC like Johnny Manziel, who, dude, I remember, like, I was in New Orleans, Alabama, Texas A&M, when Manziel was just playing out of his gourd to knock off Nick Saban in Alabama. And... We were in the hotel room and we couldn't wait to explore the city. I'm like, I got to watch the rest of this football game. 
that was the kind of power that Reggie Bush had. That was the kind of, of year that Joe Burrow had last year. And Johnny Mansell, there's not a lot of guys like that. And that's why you bring it up. And that's why it does have an impact on recruiting is because it starts a conversation around, dude, this guy was awesome. USC was awesome. Totally. Back in 2010. Uh, yeah. So if you come here, we can get back to that. So if you, uh, if if you, you come here, here, if you come here based on film uh, of a guy yeah. you never watched when you were actually alive... Well, and you can point to all those guys right there and you go, listen, I know that you're getting recruited by Louisville. Lamar Jackson was great, but he didn't get the kind of hype that Reggie Bush got. You Dude, were, you're making no. a pitch. That stuff doesn't work. I'm what? telling you, those kids just don't what? remember it. What? And they look at it and they go, okay, great. Why are the shoulder pads so big? I swear, there are probably those questions. <laughs> Dude, they're 18. Were you think they really care about history? Were shoulders different back then? See, or, that's the one thing like, I always was, find interesting in I recruiting. Mean, was it made from different materials? Or, like, why were they so big? I want to really sit down with big-time recruits, and I want to be like, do you really care about the history of this college? Really? Can you start and joining? And they'll just go like this. They'll go, no, I just want to go to the NFL. That's it. And USC, their response to that is, well, we don't really send too many people to the NFL lately. We used to. Dude, most recruits, that's what they care about. Juju Smith-Schuster. High-level recruits, Juju. bro. Juju. High-level, top 10, top 20, top 50 recruits. They just want to go to the league. Yeah. USC, Dude, uh, USC, that doesn't happen. USC used to send every single quarterback As, to the NFL, right. even if they were terrible. Back in the 2000s. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Oh. You know who else used to be really good? Florida State. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Pretty Taggart. Gosh, they were good. Uh, remember that one year Vanderbilt had Jay Cutler and they still sucked? You know who used to be good? Notre Dame. That was cool. Yeah, they were great. Hey, we got to get to what to watch. We'll tell you what to watch. It's what to watch next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel. Avid television viewer, Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in. Uh, we've got another OSN Classic uh, being played today. Oregon versus Wisconsin 2020 Rose Bowl. Just happened. Wait, the broadcast did? Well, I mean, earlier this year. Oh. It's a classic, instant classic. Oh. I think that's what you call that. Um, there's one thing that I really want to watch. 503-250-1080. Has anybody seen the new Dave Chappelle 846 uh, not monologue. yet it's in my queue though I, I can't wait to i can't wait i saw a clip from it and just chills did you watch dave chappelle's um the, i think it was a kennedy center, center honors or um dang it now i can't remember what it was he's, he's given an award and they did the whole um it's on netflix mm. go and watch it i will pull up what it is what are you watching right now will um 
you remember Disney Channel movies? Um, like the Race to Witch Mountain? You know what I saw half of last night and I might finish? Motocrossed. Motocross. That's the one where a woman's really good at motocross, but she can't get in the guys' league, so she cuts her hair short and fools everyone. Uh, and it made me think, like, can I really get fooled by that? I don't know. Didn't know they do that for like every sport ever in a Disney movie. Yeah. Dave Chappelle Kennedy Center Mark Twain Prize on Netflix. Watch that. It's a it's a tribute to Dave Chappelle, and a lot of people go up and talk. Very very good. Uh, but yeah, 8:46 is what I want to watch. Finish motocrossed. Finish motocrossed. All right, we're out of time. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe out there. We're done. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.